Welcome back to Boozy Bracketology, where we're the home of strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. My name is Jeff, and I'm going to be your host tonight as we dive right back into this month's bracket, The Best Holiday Song. With us tonight, we've got the lovely group returning with us to make these tough decisions. But let's just take a quick second to go around the room and find out how they're doing and what's in their glass. Up first, we got Mike. Jeff, I'm doing good. I... It's getting a little cold here. Uh, on the last episode, I had an IPA, which is a little bit more of a slightly warmer weather beer. Uh, but this time, I brought uh, a little selection from Rogue Brewing. Uh, Rogue is probably most well-known for their Dead Guy Ale. Uh, but this is a different style of beer, a stout that uh, features a dead guy on its can. It's the Shakespeare Stout. It's a nitro. So you can hear that little when it opens up this is this is actually really good uh it had been a while since i've had a i'd had a good just you know a lot of butter stouts i drink or coffee stouts or thing and things of that nature this is just a good old-fashioned run-of-the-mill stout but it is very good and it goes down nice and smooth yeah i feel like anything you put on nitro is just so smooth and delicious oh yeah very good very good well uh back with us again is joel joel how are you doing tonight and what's in your glass Buenos días, muchachos y muchachas. Me siento muy suave, muy suave. Estoy tomando una bebida marvelosa llamada Coquito. I'm drinking the Coquito. It's wonderful, man. It's marvelous. It's wonderful. You should try. <laughs> oh, boy. Things have escalated. <laughs> that took a turn. Uh, okay, then. Well, uh, I'm actually a little jealous now and hoping to pick up some of that later this week. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, Oh, it's good to have you back. Uh, up next with us is Jen. Jen, how are you doing? What's in your glass? Uh, currently, I am nursing a very, very, very sad glass of coffee because I could not find my black, was it black cherry chocolate? Oh, shoot. Black cherry chocolate. Why can't I think of it? They make it in freaking like garages and stuff. Um, moonshine. Oh. I can't find it. Husband packed it somewhere, and I cannot find it. And it tastes. Oh, now he knows where it's at. But he's got a broken toe, so he can't get it. He's saying it's in the pantry. Sorry, guys. Now I'm going on a hunt because I'm about to have that in my cup. Um. So yeah. So I'll be nursing this, and I'll be nursing my husband who has a broken toe. Wow. Thanks to moving. Yay. That's quite the story. Uh, I actually that sounds quite delicious. We have some uh, uh orange creamsicle moonshine. Uh, up in our cabinet and uh yeah those things are delicious uh up next we've got nikki back with us nikki how are you doing and what's in your glass oh i'm doing good you know on the last episode i had my holiday mystery eggnog and my christmas tree little debbie i was all about the holidays and now i've hit that holiday reality of the bloating and I switched to water because I'm full, <laughs> so I can't drink anything else. So now I have the water and, yeah, the holiday. I'm still in the spirit, but, yeah, the, <laughs> the holiday book. The spirit now lives within. Uh, very nice. Yeah, I'm also drinking uh, a water of the seltzer variety. Um, just keeping it hydrated. Very nice, very nice. Well, rounding out our group today is Miss Leah. Leah, how are you doing tonight? And are you awake? I am. I am awake. Um, 
I am nursing a sinus infection, so I just chugged some um, cough syrup. Oh. So I don't feel like it's smart to mix that with alcohol. So drink responsibly, folks. That's our that's our uh, statement at Boozy Bracketology. Um, so I switched to water. So that's what I'm gonna finish finish it off tonight, and I am fully confident that uh, this round is going to go just as smoothly as the first one for us. Very good, very good. Yes, we always promote drinking responsibility, but if Scissorp is on the table, why not? Um, let's just dive into it. We are into our second region, and up first with the decision tonight is Mike. He will be making the decision for our number one seed of White Christmas versus the 16 seed of Christmas in Harlem. Mike, take it away. You know, I'd never heard of Christmas in Harlem before making this bracket, but it appeared on a lot of lists, so I felt like I should include it. And, you know, I'm not a huge Kanye Wave, Kanye Way fan, Kanye West fan, but I, I do, I did enjoy Christmas in Harlem. Uh, it's, it, frankly, there, there are far too few Christmas songs that are set in inner cities, and, you know, also definitely far too few song Christmas songs that uh, talk about getting a little bit of that Christmas booty in the middle of the verses, so... I, I dug it. It's you know it's 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 not bad. I don't know that it's necessarily one that I would return to a lot, but I it was enjoy it was an enjoyable as a change of pace. But White Christmas, it's not Christmas if you don't hear White Christmas. You know, uh, Joel was talking last uh, episode about memories of Home Alone. I think Nikki mentioned uh, memories of Home Alone too. One of those Christmas movies that fits in all of our wheelhouses. Who doesn't picture Kevin McAllister singing White Christmas to himself in the mirror when they hear this song? It's it's a juggernaut. I'm sucker for the classics. Uh, it's just an, a very important Christmas song. This song is so good that after Bing Crosby sang it in Holiday Inn, it became such a hit that they made another movie called White Christmas just as an excuse to make him sing it again. White Christmas gets my vote. And White Christmas gets it started with the first vote. Joel. Yeah, uh, as much as a Kanye West fan as I am, and that's that's for real. That's not a joke. Um, I there's there's something about White Christmas that it's just like a giant warm hug around you. It's it's that quintessential uh, Christmas song. There's a reason why it's the number one seed. Gets my vote too. And White Christmas picks up a second vote. Jen, sorry guys, I found it. It's Backpacker Moonshine, and I just had to feed some to my husband. So kind of, you know, lighten his hurt. You get, get him drunk, drunk, take advantage. Um, so first off, let me say, Kanye, I am a fan of his earlier stuff. You know, I, I like a lot of his earlier stuff. Really don't like the newer stuff. But again, you know, <laughs> Mike finally pulled it out. The juggernaut, right? I mean, it's it's not a podcast unless Mike says, it's a juggernaut. So I'm going to have to agree with him on this one. White Christmas, I mean, it's, it's really just not Christmas without it. And that's, that's, that, that's it. All right. White Christmas picks up another vote. Nikki. I feel self-conscious now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I liked Christmas in Harlem. It, well, it wasn't one that I had really, um, I think maybe I'd heard it one or, one or twi- once or twice, but not too much. Um, and, you know, it's good. It's good Kanye's. I mean, wait, is it Kanye anymore? Though? I think it's, it's just Yee. Sorry, now, he's right? Yee. I'm sorry. I said his name wrong. It's just Yee. And is it Yee West or is it just I think it's just Yee. Just Yee. Okay. Um, but 
I like that song. Um, but yeah, I I mean I can't say it like everybody else has been saying it. I mean, White Christmas is White Christmas. It's just a it's a Bing Crosby classic. Um, it's always pretty. It always makes you feel good. So White Christmas. And Leah. Oh my Bingaling! This is Bing Crosby at his finest. Um, his voice just melts like marshmallows and hot chocolate. Um, I know we talked about the movie White Christmas last year, which I know is very divisive. Um, but this song is just top-notch. I have to move it along, even though it kind of slightly hurts me to pass over Christmas in Harlem, since it is actually kind of a good song. And I feel like it could add a lot to this bracket being on it. Um, but you know what? Sometimes you just need a classic, and that's what I'm going for here. So my vote's going to be for White Christmas. And White Christmas will take the sweep, moving on to the round of 32. Up next, we've got our eight seed of Christmas Wrapping versus the nine seed of Jingle Bells. Up first is Joel. I fucking hate this fucking song, Christmas Wrapping. I cannot stand this song. It is. It gets in your head. Patty Donahue can't sing for shit. The horns are so off time. It, you know, I hate, I know what boys like as well. You know, it, it's considered a new wave song, but it needs to wave goodbye to this bracket. I'm sorry. Jingle bells all the way. Fuck Christmas rapping. And Joel coming in hot with the jingle bells love. Uh, moving on, we've got Jen. Tell me how you really feel. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, Jingle Bells, obviously a classic. I mean, that's, you think Christmas, you think Jingle Bells, right? I mean, that's like one of the quintessential Christmas songs, you know? Um, Christmas rapping, honestly, just going based on the name, I would be like, Christmas rapping? Oh, I know that song. Because honestly, I had to listen to it to remember what song it was. And that should kind of say a lot because, I mean, you should know if it's a good song, something that you've heard before, I mean, you should know it when you, oh, okay, yeah, I know that song. Yeah, I had no idea. I had to listen to it again. So, um, yeah, for this one, I'm going to go with the traditional Jingle Bells. And Jingle Bells picks up a second vote. Nikki? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree in the sense, like, Christmas rapping, I couldn't remember exactly what song it was. But then when I heard it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's in, like, every, like, Lifetime Christmas movie or something when they're doing a montage. Like, it's like a classic montage song for Christmas. So, I mean, I've heard it a million times, but I just could never have told you the name. And then Jingle Bells. I mean, that's a Christmas classic. Jingle Bells. But I don't know. I kind of like them both in a way. But I think I'll have to give the edge up to, to Jingle Bells. It is more of a classic. But... I don't know, Christmas wrapping it is. I feel like I, it doesn't get enough love because we don't know the title, but it's in everything. So I think it must be cheap royalties because Lifetime <laughs> always uses it. And uh, Christmas wrapping picks up a vote. Leah. So I had never heard Christmas wrapping before, and I know I've never heard Christmas wrapping before because when I started playing it today in preparation for this podcast, I had never heard it before. Nothing was familiar about it at all to me. Um, I wasn't really sure what I was listening to when it first started. I was like, what what, what the heck is this that I'm listening to? But the more I played it, the more I actually kind of dug it. Um, the music was like its weird style of all on its own. It was like, is it pop? Is it punk? Is it you know, new wave? I don't know what this is that we're listening to. Um, but it made me want to dance around the house while decorating. Um, 
though, although I did like the song, though, I feel like I have to go Jingle Bells on here. Um, everyone knows Jingle Bells. It's used in every kind of merchandising ever. Um, it's covered. It's parody a lot. Um, it deserves to move on. So although I would like to give Christmas wrapping a second listen to, I know I'm going to be listening to Jingle Bells forever. So my vote's going to be for Jingle Bells. All right, Jingle Bells picks up his third vote, but we do need to hear from Mike. Yeah, I had never heard of Christmas wrapping either, but it popped up on so many best holiday songs lists that I felt like I had to include it. Uh, and I think part of the reason that it did is because it is this kind of different new wavy sort of thing. I generally really like new wave. I just don't think new wave and Christmas really go together that well. And, and this song, honestly, its biggest flaw is it just drags and it's way too long. I think it might be the longest song on this whole bracket. Perfect Christmas song is in and out in three minutes tops. Uh, where's Chris to say title of your sex tape? Anyway, I'll just fill that in there myself. Um, <laughs> Jingle Bells, as everybody else said, it is, it's an interesting one because it doesn't really have a whole lot of, at least that I can think of, classic versions that you hear all the time if you ask you know Siri or somebody like that to play you holiday music. But it is just a classic song that everybody knows, uh, and I think it definitely deserves to move on here. It gets my vote. And Jingle Bells will be moving on. To the round 32, our next matchup is the 5 seed of A Holly Jolly Christmas versus the 12 seed of Underneath the Tree. With our first decision is Jen. So I'm not going to lie, guys. I actually um, just had to look up the lyrics to Underneath the Tree to remind myself of uh, what song this was. Um, and I pulled up Kelly Clarkson, and I'm pretty sure I know the song, but it's not memorable enough to me to beat have a holly jolly christmas and i'm sorry i've been drinking i cannot sing on a good day all right but um yeah i'm gonna have to go with holly jolly christmas because that's just one of those things that when you're decorating the tree you want to listen to because it gets you kind of bopping around and you know just having a good time it's a feel-good song so that's my vote and holly jolly christmas picks up the first vote nikki yeah i mean I like both these songs. A Holly Jolly Christmas, I feel like, is a classic. And is that Holly Jolly? The only thing that bugs me with Holly Jolly Christmas is I feel like it's the same tune as, like, five other songs. And, like, so I get them confused sometimes because it literally is the same tune as, like, a whole bunch of Christmas songs. So I'm going to go for Underneath the Tree because I actually really like it. I like Kelly Clarkson. It's kind of one of those ones I want to listen to when I have the fire going and, you know... You got your, your your eggnog, and you just want to enjoy the decorations. It's just like this pretty song. So I'm going with Underneath the uh, the Tree. And we split our vote. Underneath the Tree picks up its first vote. Up next is Leah. This matchup is definitely interesting because it has a classic song that everyone knows most of the words to. Coming up against a song that I think most people would know when they hear it but I don't know if they could necessarily sing along to it. Um, I like Underneath the Christmas Tree a lot better. Kelly Clarkson rocks. Um, but I just don't know, because Holly Jolly Christmas just seems like it has a lot more longevity. It's been around for a lot longer. It's going to continue to be around. Underneath the Christmas Tree in 10 years, I don't know if that's going to be, you know, a classic song that a lot of people know for Christmas time. Um, so I think for longevity, I'm going to go with Holly Jolly Christmas. And Holly Jolly Christmas picks up another vote. 
Mike? I had to take a little bit of time with this one because pretty much, you know, ever since Santa waved at the end of Macy's, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, officially signaling the start of Christmas. If you do anything related to Christmas prior to that, you're wrong and I'm sorry, but you just are. But it pretty much once that moment occurred, yeah, we started, you know, playing some Christmas tunes on Alexa or whatever. And underneath the tree has been one that has popped up a lot. And as such, I've had it stuck in my head a lot. I do enjoy the song. And so I really tried to approach this a little more objectively and less from a perspective of, oh, yeah, I remember my mom playing the Burl Ives cassette on repeat during Christmas every year uh, and hearing Holly Jolly Christmas such a ridiculous number of times uh, back then. But I do think even objectively, they're both. I think they're both really good songs that really capture, really have this joy about them that uh, you know uh, underpins the season. But I do think that even objectively, I have to go with Holly Jolly Christmas here because it. I don't know. It's just it's just that that little bit more joyful to me. And I do think, yeah, I think as Leah said, I think it's also going to have more staying power. It already has had a lot of staying power. And I think it's more likely that it'll still be around in, you know, a couple decades, whereas I'm not sure that that's true of Underneath the Tree. So even though I think it's a really good song and I do like uh, Kelly Clarkson, I think she sings it really well. I got to vote for Holly Jolly Christmas moving on. And that it will, but we still need to hear from Joel. Joel? Yeah, Leah, if you're worried about uh, Underneath the Tree being around in 10 years from now, my wife will make sure that it is still around. Um, you know, <laughs> this one is kind of I, – I, I didn't like Underneath the Tree, uh, but again, my wife just played it so damn much. It's kind of become a part of Christmas. Uh, and Holly Jolly Christmas, it, it's, it's a weird tick in me, but – the lyrics to me feel very lazy. I mean, it's, it's a classic song, but it's too repetitive, you know, have a Holly Jolly Christmas. And in case you didn't hear, Oh, by golly, have a Holly. I mean, come on. It's like you ran out of room, you know, you, you had a brain fart and just, uh, let me just repeat this again. Lyrically, it kind of drives me nuts. Uh, so uh, for that, I would probably go for underneath the tree. If I had to listen to one of those right now. All right. Well, a Holly Jolly Christmas will be moving on to the round of 32. Up next, our fourth seed of Christmas Time is here versus the 13th seed of Santa Claus goes straight to the ghetto. Uh, up first <laughs> is Nikki. I mean, I had never really listened to Santa Claus Go Straight to the Ghetto, I'm going to be honest. Um, but we listened to it last night. I mean, it was fine. I don't know. It wasn't ter- It wasn't that bad. I mean, it was whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, no, I mean, it's got to be Christmas time is here. I mean, it, that's just a, a classic. So, Christmas time is here. And Christmas time is here. Picks up the first vote. Leah. Definitely wins the award for the weirdest matchup. Um, <laughs> very, very different songs. Um, I actually had to look up the lyrics to both songs to help me make my decision. So, you know, one song talks about snowflakes in the air, yuletides by the fireside, joyful memories there, you know, you know, lots of happiness and cheer. The other song contains the lyrics, Santa Claus, go straight to the ghetto, hitch up your reindeer, uh, 
and go straight to the ghetto. Okay? So, you know, those are the lyrics. Unless you're talking about the Snoop Dogg song, Santa Claus goes straight to the ghetto, in which case the lyrics are, is that the black Santa Claus? Ho, ho, ho. I want a Super Nintendo. Merry Christmas. That version's slightly more appealing lyrically. Um, either way, like, a big Peanuts fan. Charlie Brown Christmas is a fave. Every time I hear Christmas time is here, I think about the little ice skating scene and then kind of leading into Charlie Brown's, you know, bah humbuggy um, attitude speech that he gives at the beginning. Um, so, yeah, Christmas time is here is 100% going to get my vote. And it should get everyone's vote. <laughs> and a passionate plea for Christmas time is here has been made to pick up the second vote. Mike? Yeah, uh, Santa Claus Goes Straight to Ghetto uh, is a song that I had never heard of coming into this bracket. But again, it was another one that popped up on a lot of lists, and I went and heard it, and I was like, I get why this is on the list. This is a delightful little slice of Motown soul by the Godfather of Soul, by James Brown. I mean, I really liked the song a lot, uh, and I think that it has its place among the holiday classics. I just don't think it can touch Christmas time is here. Uh, Christmas time is here has the benefit of being associated very closely to with what I think is probably a Christmas staple for most people these days and probably has been for about the last 50 years. And that's the Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, the, the entire Vince Guaraldi trio, you know, music for that is just absolutely iconic. And Christmas time is here is the one that uh, is most likely to pop up on holiday uh, playlists of radio stations and whatnot during this time of year. It's one that we always listen to, and it really does capture this sort of... It's it's a melancholy uh, melody and a chord, chord progression, I guess, but it does, it does have this kind of childhood joy associated with it that I just think is really appealing to a lot of people. Uh, so as much as I really did kind of think Santa Claus Goes Straight to the Ghetto was a cool little uh, little ditty, I, I gotta give it to Christmas Time is Here, too. And Christmas Time is Here picks up another vote. Joel? I know in the last round, I took a big reindeer doo-doo on Wonderful Christmas Time, uh, giving it the upset to this Christmas because of the great groove and the Motown feel. And I so wanted to see Santa Claus go straight to the ghetto, move on because of that same thing. It's a wonderful song. I absolutely love it. But man, it, it can't hold it against Christmas time is here for me. Uh, that is my all time favorite jazzy song. It's it has this melodic melody with all the major seventh chords over it. Uh, it's it's just classic jazz at its best. I love it. I love to play it. Uh, I've got to go with Christmas Time is Here as well. And Christmas Time is Here picks up another vote. Jen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't really say much that hasn't been said already. Um, Christmas Time is Here is straight up like, you know, Charlie Brown, that that, like, I don't know, something about it, like the the tonality of the music itself and, and something about it just kind of tugs at the soul. You know, it, it, it's just like this very like soulful, like morose kind of song. And yet it's talking about something 
happy. Like it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's a weird dichotomy, but I really thoroughly enjoy it. And, um, it, it is the better song of the two. All right. Christmas time is here. We'll be moving on to the round of 32. Our next matchup here is the sixth seed of last Christmas versus the 11th seed of Christmas Waltz. Uh, up first is Leah. I think I've gone with the classics for most of this round so far, <clears throat> but that's going to stop here. I love Last Christmas, the song, not the movie. The movie sucked. Um, but the Wham! version of Last Christmas is really great. It's just so 80s. Um, but like a lot of the other songs on here, it has been covered a lot, some more successfully than others. Um, but not to dive too deep into it, but spending the holidays with someone you care about is a really special thing. Um, the holidays heighten everything and make it more magical. So when someone breaks your heart around the holidays, it can leave that sour taste in your mouth. Um, but what does George Michael do? He turns it around. He's like, fool me, I want shame on you. I'm going to give my heart to someone new this Christmas, and they're going to take care of my heart. Um, you know, that's a pretty healthy outlook, I think. Um, you know, not as healthy as saying that you don't actually need a romantic partner for the holidays and that you can find your inner joy yourself. But, you know, tie right over. I'm going to vote for Last Christmas. <laughs> Codependency aside, we've got to vote for Last Christmas. Uh, up next is Mike. This one was actually not that hard for me. I like the Christmas waltz. But the thing is, I had to hear the Christmas Waltz to be like, oh, yeah, it's that song. It's it's not one of the better offerings of that style as far as Christmas. You know, the, the Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra had better offerings. Uh, Christmas Waltz kind of fades into the background as far as some of the other Christmas songs that are, you know, provided by the Rat Pack and the other crooners of that era. Last Christmas definitely stands out. It's, it's a song that everybody knows, I think. I mean, I... Can't imagine. I'm sure there are some people that don't know it, but like, but I actually learned recently that apparently there are people who participate in the Wham Challenge, which is is who can go the the longest during the holiday season without hearing this song because it's everywhere. Everybody knows Last Christmas. Everybody can sing Last Christmas. It's super catchy, and it deserves to move on here. It gets my vote. All right, Last Christmas picks up a second vote. Joel. Yeah, so last Christmas, for some reason, reminds my wife of her ex. We haven't gotten too much into details about that, but any time that that song comes on the radio and she hears it, I know the next hour is going to be rough for me. Um, so my vote is going for the song in three-quarter time that wishes you and yours the same thing, too, the Christmas waltz. All right, the Christmas Waltz picks up its first vote. Jen. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the same page as Mike with this one. Um with Christmas Waltz, I actually had to hear it to be like, oh yeah, that's the one. Um, whereas, you know, last Christmas is just I mean, come on, it, it's I mean, it's just fun, right? It's something you hear every year. Um I I'm not the kind of person to take songs like i guess personally like joel's wife um so i don't really annotate songs to relationships i guess so that way you know music isn't ruined for me forever because that would have happened a million times over by now if that were the case so um yeah no in this case i'm definitely gonna go for last christmas and um 
the the wonderful 80s feel I get from it. And Last Christmas picks up a third vote, but we still need to hear from Nikki. <laughs> but we still need to hear from her. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I like Christmas Waltz, too, but I agree. It's not Frank Sinatra's best Christmas song. Um, and Last Christmas is worth it just for the music video alone. I don't know if you've ever watched it, but it is like the craziest music video. It's like they're just at a ski lodge wearing jackets. And then like, I don't know, there's like really nothing Christmas in it. It's just the weirdest thing. It has like no context to the song, but it's just watch the music video. It's a little weird. Do you know who Wham was? (laughs) I'm just saying like, I mean, I just love them. Like, it's just so random. It's like, it's last Christmas, but yet, yeah, I mean, I guess they're at a ski lodge, but that's the only side of Christmas in the whole thing. And it's just them like not even doing anything. But anyway, yes, I will go for last Christmas because it is a classic, an 80s classic. Can we still call them classics? It's the 80s now. I mean, all these are, all these are like classic classics. In the Music past. from the 80s makes it on classic rock radio, so I yeah, say yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the 80s counts by now. Uh, very good. Last Christmas, we'll be moving on to the round of 32, and we are on to our next matchup, the three seed of Santa Baby versus the 14 seed of Christmas Rappin', not to be confused with Christmas Rapping. Up first, we've got Mike. Every time I see Christmas rapping, uh, maybe it's just because I'm a Leonard Skinner fan, but I always want to sing, play me a song, Curtis Blow, Curtis Blow. All right, that that had to have hit with one listener. No, maybe not. All right. Uh, no, uh, I like this matchup. These are two of the, I would say, wordier songs uh, that are on this bracket because they both, uh, you know, it's been commented a couple times before that a lot of songs on here are a little repetitive. Neither of these songs really are. Uh, I've heard Santa Baby a lot, and that includes just this year. Four days ago when I first started putting on holiday music, I've heard it a lot. And, you know, I first thought to myself that it was like a stone cold classic. Like I, I, I even commented to Nikki. I said, I think this I think this one could be poised to go a long way. And she was like, really? I think it's kind of annoying. And when she said that, I, I realized it is kind of annoying. I, I, there are several different versions of it. The one you're most likely to hear is the Eartha Kit version, I think, uh, which is, I think, the quintessential version probably, but it's like a cute song for what it is, but I don't know. It's overall, it does start to kind of grate on you after a while. Christmas rap, and I'd never heard until this bracket came out. And honestly, I really enjoyed it like it's it's this cool song about basically partying with santa claus like that's just that's just awesome i i think of the two songs it's the one i would enjoy hearing more at this point in time that could just be because i've heard santa baby so much that it's lost its novelty because it is essentially kind of a novelty song but i enjoyed christmas rapping i'd like to hear it again and uh right now i think it's gonna get my vote all right, Christmas wrapping gets us started with a vote. Joel? Yeah, so one of the uh, YouTube videos that I love to watch are the Gold Digging Hose Exposed 
when, you know, a guy just happens to ask a girl out and she totally turns him down. Then he pops into his Lamborghini and all of a sudden she's chasing after him. Uh, and then he only just ditches her and leaves her right there. That is exactly what I can't stand about Santa Baby. It is a gold-digging natured song. Uh, and and I'll have to admit, at least hearing Yzma sing it from Emperor's New Groove is halfway decent. If you ever hear the Madonna version where she really like, like Jew York kind of up the accent a little bit, it's just so, oh my gosh, I can't stand it. I'm sorry. The only thing that tops that off for me is when you have like a six-year-old singing it in a little tiny Santa dress in a pageant or something like that. It's horrible Christmas wrapping for me. And on a way to on its way to an upset, Christmas Rappin picks up a second vote. Jen. All right, so <laughs> I absolutely, absolutely hate Santa Baby. It's catchy. It actually makes me think of Betty Boop because she does the whole Boop. There's like a version that Betty Boop did, right? Um, I probably aged myself a lot just now, but. <laughs> When you really get down to the lyrics, it really is just about somebody who's only concerned with monetary possessions. And that is like the opposite, like the extreme opposite of who I am as a person. And it has always grated on me that my daughter was listening to this and thinking that it was okay. It it bothers the crap out of me. Um, And I have never, okay, I didn't get a chance to listen to Christmas Rappin' because... I've been in the middle of moving and stuff, but it's still getting my vote. So Christmas wrapping it is. And Christmas wrapping picks up a third vote. Nikki. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we were talking about this song earlier, I mean, I don't know, Santa Baby. I don't love the song. Um, it, it, I just never, never thought it was great or anything. But it is catchy, and you do find yourself singing it. Like every time it's on, it's like you kind of do the Santa Baby. But I don't really liked Christmas rapping, so I'm gonna go for the upset as well and do Christmas rapping. And Christmas rapping picks up a fourth vote. Leah, how is this happening? I mean, I really thought I was going to be the only one to vote for Christmas wrapping here because I absolutely hate Santa Baby. It's like the one Christmas song that I will literally start throwing things if I hear it. Um, so, yeah, I got to go with Christmas wrapping. Um, I'm rapping. Rapping. Um, I've never heard this song before today, but it was, you know what? It was great. It was great. Santa Baby sucks. Um, I don't want them. I don't like, I don't like that they try to sexualize Mrs. Claus with her whole like, Oh, I'm just going to seduce Santa, get all this stuff from him. No, 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 no. Like, the song just adds, like, multiple layers of creepiness for the holidays. I don't need it. Call me a prude. Santa Baby sucks. It's never going to make it on my holiday playlist. Give me Christmas wrapping. And a three seed goes down in a sweep. Christmas wrapping. We'll be moving on to the round of 32. Our next matchup is the 7th seed of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, versus the 10th seed of Fairy Tale in New York. Joel, you're up first. Thurl Ravenscott, who sings You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, is literally the voice of my childhood. When you look at his discoreography and 
all of the things that he's done for Disney in there and all that stuff, that that one is just that's one that takes me right back to being a kid. And uh, and uh, against cancel culture, I'm a huge fan of Dr. Seuss. I love him uh, and a lot of the things that he stood for in uh, educating children and and uh, teaching them and all that stuff. So uh, that's that's my favorite one. I listen to that any day over fairy tale in New York. Grinch got it for me. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Picks up the first vote, Jen. I don't really know. Like, if I see the name fairy tale in New York, don't know what it is. I, this is another one of those that I have to go and listen to and be like, oh yeah, that's right, that's that one. Whereas you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Like, I sing that every year. Like, I mean, all year long. I will like quote the song because of the cartoon, you know, that I watched and now, you know, the Jim Carrey movie and, you know, it's, it's just a lot, right. A lot of history there. A lot of my childhood is there. And I mean, that's going to win out in the end on this one. Cause it's just, it, it takes the heart, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, I'm going for, it's a, your mean one, Mr. Grinch. And you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, picks up another vote. Nikki? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'll i be honest, I don't love Mr. Grinch. It's not It's not, It's not. not that I dislike it or anything. I mean, the movie's fine and the song, but it's just not one that I'm like, oh, I really want to hear this song. Um, but Fairytale New York, I mean, they mention Christmas in the song, I guess, but... Most of the time, I can't even understand what they're saying. I mean, it's catching at the end, and they do that, you know, cussing at each other and all that. And it's, I remember it fondly from the movie P.S. I Love You when they were singing it at his funeral, and it was, like, funny. But it, I don't know. It doesn't really give me a Christmas vibe, even though I guess they mention Christmas in the song. I don't really think it's a Christmas song. Like, I don't really ever remember it being played at Christmas. Um but there is Christmas in the lyrics, but that's all I will give it to. But uh, the Grinch is clearly a Christmas song. The Grinch is a Christmas character. So I'm going to go for the Grinch. And the Grinch picks up a third vote. Leah? Okay, you guys are crazy. Fairytale in New York is fantastic. Who is it? Like the Pogues? That's not the other one saying that, right? Who sings that song? They're great, too. I love a good Irish jig. This song is just enough Irish jig mixed up with some holiday themes um, to make it more commercially loved by everyone. Um, I'm shocked that everyone doesn't love this song as much as I do. I really do uh, really enjoy that song. Um, no offense to the grumpy green guy, but Fairytale New York is just a much better song to me. It's going to get my vote. All right. We're giving a vote to Fairytale in New York. Uh, and Mike, you're up. So I'm, I'm not necessarily shocked. I actually had a really hard time with this one uh, because the Grinch, I think, does stick out to me a little more. It, it screams a little bit more Christmas to me. It's It's the one that I, quite frankly had heard before about two weeks ago when I put this bracket together, when I find I they, they, but fairy tale in Europe popped over every list. So I finally put, I finally listened to it. I played it and then I played it again. I love that song. That song is fantastic. I'd say, I, I don't know that I, nec- it, it is a Christmas song. It's not necessarily, it's a very different style than most Christmas songs. Certainly. 
I really, really enjoy that song. I, I like The Grinch, too. I think that at this point, I probably maybe take it for granted a little bit because I've heard it so much. And even though it's obviously associated with Christmas because the show is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, I don't know they necessarily even mention Christmas in the song, whereas they definitely mention Christmas a lot in Fairytale of New York. If it had come down to me and it was a two to two tie, I would have probably said, yeah, just because of its, you know, iconic status, the Grinch probably deserves to go on. Since it doesn't matter, I'm throwing another vote to Fairytale in New York because I thought that was just, I love that song and I'll be listening to it a lot more just probably in random times throughout the year because I thought it was a great little song. And Fairytale in New York picks up a second vote, but you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. We'll be moving on. Our final matchup in Region 2 is our number two seed of Sleigh Ride versus the number 15 seed, Carol of the Bells. Up first is Jen. Let me just tell you, I wish that it wasn't the case that I was going first. This is probably the one that I am still having a rough time with. Um... (laughs) For different reasons. Um, Sleigh Ride is fun. It's upbeat. It's, you know, something that you listen to while you're decorating the tree because it gets you bopping around, right? Um, Carol of the Bells, it's... I sang that in chorus in high school, you know, and as a high soprano. I mean, that's something that you remember because that's very high soprano. Um, and I really do love both of these songs. However, you know, one of them... One of them has to be chosen. Um, all right, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna blind shoot for uh, Sleigh Ride because that's that's the one that I hear all the time, and that's the one that I usually rock out to while I'm I'm putting up Christmas trees. So yeah, I'm just gonna go with that. All right, Sleigh Ride picks up the first vote. Nikki. Uh, sorry, Penny was just uh, crying and I had to go in there. What is the matchup? <laughs> Uh, this is our number two seed of Sleigh Ride versus our number 15 seed of Carol of the Bells. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to have to go with Sleigh Ride on this one, too. I listen to it more, but I do love uh, Carol's of the Bells. But yeah, Sleigh Ride. All right. Sleigh Ride picks up a second vote. Leah. So the only version of Sleigh Ride that I really need to hear is the 10 seconds that Meg Ryan sings it in the car in Sleepless in Seattle when she's like, horses, 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 horses. Cracks me up every time. Um, but Carol of the Bells is iconic. It's cool. The reason why it's used in like every light display at Christmas time. The music is complex. It's cool. I totally dig it. It's going to get my vote. And Carol of the Bells picks up its first vote. Up next is Mike. Yeah, this is Sleigh Ride, hands down for me. Uh, honestly, maybe more than any other song, Sleigh Ride just conjures like that warm, fuzzy feeling of the carefree Christmases that probably honestly never existed, but you kind of wish that they did, or you at least want to believe that they did. It's just, it harkens back to a simpler time to me. Uh, and uh, and there's a lot of really good versions of this song. Uh, the Ronettes version is, is great. Um, uh, there's another version I'm going to have to look up. It's more like a crooner style thing. It's a little less that, but but I, lo- I love both of those versions. Carol of the Bells, I really like. Uh, so when I say hands down, I don't want it, to, it's more the strength of Sleigh Ride than the weakness of Carol of the Bells. I think with Carol of the Bells, the melody is great, 
but like because of the way that the lyrics are sung, it's kind of like you don't even almost really care about the the, the melody. It's like dun da da dun dun da da. You want to just hear the the music, not the not the lyrics. To me, anyway. Uh, whereas Sleigh Ride, I just I think it's a great song. It's one of my Christmas staples. I, it'd probably be one of my favorites to win this whole thing, just because I really really like that song. So Sleigh Ride gets my vote. And Sleigh Ride will be moving on, but we still need to hear from Joel on this. Dang it, Mike, you upset me. I really thought you were going to go Carol of the Bells. Um, I like Sleigh Ride, too. It's a great song. It's a great orchestral song as well. Um, hearing a, I have fond memories of hearing the Florida Orchestra play that, uh, along with the uh, distinctive clap in there. Um, but as a musician... Carol of the Bells is just a great melodic minor to cover instrumentally. And the only reason why I'm not losing my shit over this is because Christmas Eve Sarajevo is later on in the bracket, later on, spoiler alert, sorry. Um, but uh, I will I will allow this to pass mildly. Uh, my vote is for Carol of the Bells, uh, but I'll, I'll go down quietly because I have another chance later on. Very good, very good. Carol the Bells picks up a second vote, but Slate Rod will be moving on to our round of 32. And just like that, we've wrapped up our second region of songs moving on to the round of 32. Join us next time as we dive into the third region, where we have a, another litany of great songs, where we are determining the best holiday song. If you like what we're doing here and you want to help support what we're doing, please feel free to join us over at Patreon at patreon.com slash p-t-e-b-b uh, we've got our patreon only show boozy revisited where we go over all the hard and tough decisions and the bad ones too uh, that we made the month before on boozy bracketology uh, as well as plenty of other trivia and other various shows from our sister podcast pub trivia experience uh, several different options and levels of support um, and we'd love, love to have you join us over there uh, as well, if you want to take a look at ptebb.com, we've got our merch store up. Uh, got several different shirts as well as other various merch, and they're pretty fantastic. Uh, uh, they're quite soft, and from what I can tell, hold up pretty well. So uh, they're pretty good stuff. So if you want to check that out, that's ptebb.com. And as always, you can find us on social media everywhere at Boozy Bracketology. Except on Twitter, where we're Boozy Brackets. Um, if you want to join in the conversation, you can join our Facebook group, The Lounge, Fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. Um, we're always on there talking with folks and discussing where we went wrong, where we went right, and what people like about it. So if you want to get in touch with us, definitely reach out over there. But for Boozy Bracketology, I have been your host, Jeff. I'm Mike. Christmas wrapping by the waitresses suck. I'm Joel. <laughs> I'm Ben. Nikki and Leah. And we look forward to seeing you on the next show.